0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bet Podcast for December 22nd, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. We're going to do another one on Thursday. Uh, First, I want to take a moment to wish y'all Merry Christmas out there. And uh, we had a Deep Jewels show on Saturday, so... I have all the way from Japan, my good friend, Charlie. He was uh, watching that show. You watch it on pay-per-view, right? I was there. Oh, you were there. Okay. wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Be- Sorry? No, no. It's fine. Okay. So before we uh, get to that, got some other stuff we got to talk about. First of all, uh, WWE had their uh, final pay-per-view for The year on Sunday, uh, TLC, tables, ladders, and chairs. And um, the big news out of this is that Asuka and Charlotte Flair are the new women's tag team championship champions. And uh, they beat uh, uh, Shayna Baszler and Night Jacks um the video is not up on my blog normally uh, i try to get it up there sometimes with pay-per-views it takes a few days for them to show up on uh usually daily motion but uh uh hasn't come up yet uh, i'll be checking the next couple of days to see if, it, if they do or not but um so what happened here is if uh, go back to last week is that originally the match was supposed to be oscar and lana uh, against uh, Shana and Naya. Uh, Lana, uh, for those who don't know, is not a wrestler. She's an actor, okay? She can't – I'm not even going to say she's a bad wrestler. She's a non-wrestler, okay? like Is
1: she the one that kept slamming through tables?
0: Right. And the idea behind that was supposedly to turn her into a, a, a hot baby face, but it didn't work. And so what happened is that last week they, uh, you know, they gave her a fake injury. you <laughs> believe that? After all this nonsense, doing it for the last two, three months, they gave her a phony injury and took her off the show. So Charlotte uh, returned to the paper. And I wasn't surprised by that. It reported last week that it was going to be Charlotte. That's exactly what turned out to be. Charlotte um, has been off since June, she was having her boobie plans prepared. Uh, I think she had new ones put in because they seemed to be smaller. And, um, you know, I thought she, uh, the original plan, I guess, was to have her come back at the Royal Rumble. And they tried to do this like a surprise, but it was reported last Tuesday that she was returning. And the bottom line is that they won. Okay. So, people are, I I guess fans are expecting Charlotte to turn to Asuka, but I don't think she will, at least not for now. And and the reason for that is that uh, basically Asuka made Charlotte, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, because when she won, when she broke Asuka's unbeaten streak two years ago, that made Charlotte. Now, it was a mistake at the time because of what they did afterwards. The point is, she respects Asuka Oscar. You know, Oscar gave that to her. And she didn't ask her. Okay? So, um, that's what happened. You got any questions about this?
1: Was it an exciting match at all? I mean, I remember the old tables, ladders, and chairs matches from this when I was a child. A child between ladder, party brother.
0: This wasn't a table, ladders. It was a regular match.
1: Oh, I thought you said it was a TLC match. I'm sorry.
0: No, it was the show was a TLC match. Oh, okay. It was not oh, okay. a TLC match. Uh, it was okay. of match. It was okay. It was okay. It was great. Uh, it was fine. Uh, it wasn't it was that long. 10 minutes long. Uh, I, it's about what I expected. So uh, the next night on Raw, uh, you know, they had a conflict. The, the two teams had a conflict. And then uh, Shayna and Nia had a match against um, uh, Rose and uh, Dina Brooke, who Asuka calls her sexy muscle
1: Yeah, I've seen. I've heard you talk about that before.
0: And anyway, so so uh, they won that match, and then later in the night, uh, Oscar, Charlie, um, uh, Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans won. And then they're going to defend it on this Friday's SmackDown. Going to defend the title this Friday's SmackDown. Now that 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 show is being taped tonight, okay. and that way I can go home, spend some Christmas with the family in Las Vegas. So was,
1: okay. was Nia Jax the wrestler that's accused of like hurting people?
0: What Nia Jax? Yes, yes. The okay, problem see, well, is she. Well, she's big. Right, right. She's like, she's like, you know, two hundred and fifty pounds or something like that.
1: Because I remember seeing big. something about her hurting like Kyle Sane or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, she did that to others. She's terrible. She can't yeah. work. So what? Why is she still there? Well, she's Dwayne Johnson's cousin. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. You're not going to fire that.
0: That's right. So is not any good, you know. And, and, but they're going to keep her. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, hopefully she behaves herself a little better. Well, and, of course, Shana's not- there. I mean, the thing is, Shana knows how to make it look like she's actually injured somebody. not actually doing it. This is why I said the injury to Lana was a phony injury. It wasn't real. deal. It's so stupid. It, it, they went through all this nonsense for the last two, three months, and then they got a-
1: doesn't it make you think think that something happened behind the scenes where they just decided to scrap it last minute?
0: No, I don't really understand why they did it. The, the thing is, it was such a stupid thing to do in the first place. And then they are, uh, you know, when it was coming down to actually doing the match, they realized, well, maybe it's not such a good idea. I mean, <laughs> it's sounds- not. So that's why they decided to change it. And, and obviously... It's a lot better if you have Charlotte involved, because you have to have mm-hmm. Charlotte involved eventually anyway. She was going anyway, so, uh, to, to, to come back.
1: It just sounds stupid to me to make someone sympathetic. I just don't understand how you make someone sympathetic by having them constantly get beat up. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like a, a good Well, plan. the
0: problem is, is uh, you know, her character is not sympathetic. If she... Yeah you can't just make somebody look pathetic and expect fans to feel sorry for them. That's not how the wrestling business works. Right. And, and, you know, like I said, she's not a wrestler. She's not an athlete. Okay. It, it, look, you can take an elite athlete and turn them into a wrestler, but to try and take a, a, an actress or a model or a dancer or a bodybuilder, and people always try to tell me bodybuilders look like athletes. Well, they may look like athletes, but they're not. They don't actually do anything. I
1: okay, have a, I have a wrestling question for you. So, go ahead. The woman that did American Ninja Warrior, I see, is on like the uh, NXT circuit.
0: You're talking about Casey Capigar.
1: Yeah. Do you expect her to do any good at wrestling, or because she seemed like she was pretty athletic, she's just very short.
0: She's very tiny. Very tiny, but uh, they taught her some really uh, athletic, high flying moves. And she could do that, but she's not winning matches down there. In the okay. So she's not getting the call up anytime soon. Like she's not on TV every week. Because I just like, remember, had, even
1: yeah. in American Ninja Warrior, she was too short to do half the obstacle courses.
0: Well, she obviously has athletic ability. Right. Uh, I can't say she's too short, because you could say that about Kyrie Sane as well. But right. Kyrie Sane um, uh, is one of those rare instances where she was an actor before she got into pro wrestling. And right. because of who trained her, which was Io Shirai, she figured out pro wrestling pretty early on. The problem, of course, is that she was a concussion pro. Right. And so, you know, that was the problem with her. But Casey. Uh, is at NXT, but they're not using her on TV every week. Okay. So I don't know. I think last year, she considered uh, quitting at one point. Okay. But she came back. Interesting. She's also engaged to uh, Ricochet. Oh, okay,
1: yeah.
0: Alright, so, you know, uh, he he's going to try to hurt and stuff like that. I mean, she's, a, she's got athleticism, but yeah, she, she may man. not have anything else. She may yeah. not have
1: anything else. Let's wait and see. Yeah,
0: that's all. Okay, so anyway, so that's what happened. So uh, this Friday SmackDown, they're going to have a title, um, a title defense, and uh, in the other uh, women's match that was on that show, not surprisingly, Sasha Banks successfully defended her SmackDown Women's Championship against um carmella is about what i expected it was an okay but not great match and again part of the problem is carmella is not a wrestler she's a dancer okay should have got fired years ago but for some reason they keep her around her father was actually a wrestler well that might have back in, the, but... back in the 80s yeah okay so that's it for for like I said, if the if the uh, match from uh, TLC uh, shows up online, I'll post it on my blog. Uh, the RAW match is not really good posting, so uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Saturdays. The two matches that were on Saturday's UFC show. Okay. Uh, in the first match, uh, in the first match, we had Pani Kianzad uh, beat uh, Sajari Eubanks by. Unanimous decision. That was a bantamweight. And uh, it's about what I expected. Panny is from uh, Sweden, or at least she trains in Sweden. And um, she's an okay fighter. She, I would not consider her to be a top fighter. Um, she beats opponents she should beat, and usually she loses to who she should lose to. Okay. She was in tough 28 for featherweights, but she's actually a bantamweight. Uh, she's a decent fighter. Sajara uh, is from um, uh, the Baltimore area, but she trains now with Mark Henry up in Philadelphia. She's a teammate of mm-hmm. uh, Claudia Vigellia, so Claudia's been helping her. Uh, the problem with Sajara is mean, she was in tough 26 for flyweights, and as a flyweight, she probably would have been pretty good because she would have had the size advantage, but she couldn't make weight, so they had to move her up to bantamweight. And
1: uh, uh, yeah, it seemed like she's she in a just, tough position where she really should have naturally been between the weight classes, but now she's kind of either she's stuck too small to for weight. Yeah. Like yeah, when she was in Invicta,
0: it. she was just not that impressive. And I guess what happened is her manager. She's managed by uh, Ali Abdulaziz. And um, he convinced her to try uh, feather, uh, try flyweight, but she couldn't make weight. She even had a tough 26. She had trouble making weight. So, I remember so that's when it, at bantamweight, like, yeah. yeah, at bantamweight, she's just not good enough. Yeah, it, okay? at, it
1: looked like she had some power behind her strikes, but she just didn't throw enough or really do anything on her feet to make Penny scared of her.
0: Well, in the first round, uh, um, you know, she took Panny down. And so she won that round. She was able to stay on top. But Panny made adjustments, you know, and came back and was a lot better in the other two rounds. Yeah. And so uh, she won pretty hand- the other two rounds pretty handily. Uh,
1: Panny just looked able- so much bigger than her in those second rounds, especially the second Well,
0: round yeah. Round. I mean, in her early career, she fought at uh, Featherweight and then she dropped down. Um, she she's not a top fighter, so
1: that's um, too bad too. I like I think she has good personality and charisma, but she just doesn't have like the technical skill I think to ever really make a run in the top five.
0: No, I don't think so either. And and um, you know um, um, she I guess she's one of those fighters where she's at a certain level, and yeah. you, you can pretty much predict who she's going to beat. And who she's gonna to lose to. Right. Okay, it it's similar. I'll give you a name that <laughs> you'll be familiar with. Emi Fujino is like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emi Fujino is like that.
1: Well, they're both you know, very similar if you think about it. They're both just strong, physically strong people whose entire style is pushing someone around. And if you can find a way he, to stop that, you're going to beat them.
0: That's right. That's right. Okay, the other uh, uh, the other fight on this show uh, we have uh, Taylor Santos uh, beating Jillian Robertson by unanimous decision. That one was at flyweight. Uh, Taylor is from Brazil. She was in the Brazilian contender series. She won and one in the UFC. She was supposed to fight a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I believe it was Montana De La Rosa, but Montana one of her quarter guys, tested positive for COVID-19. Jillian is from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Uh, She trains in Florida with Dean Thomas. Um, They they live across the street. She used to be an American top team, but when he left, she went with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Her game is she's primarily a wrestler, okay? So she can get on top of you, she can submit you, okay? The problem that she had here is she was on the bottom and she couldn't get out from under i didn't really we hadn't really seen Taylor on the ground before i mean she seems okay the thing is she didn't really advance her position all that much so it was just basically able to do enough on top that um she could win the fight uh, it didn't make me think that she could really beat anybody higher up on the ladder right and and with the problem with Jillian is her striking is so bad that she immediately goes for a takedown. So what does she do? She goes for a flying iron bar. You, ask, you know?
1: Why? In the last round, why did Jillian just kind of, like, give up the bottom position in the fight? It seemed very strange to me. She did that in the whole fight. Does she have, like, a low – do you think she's a lower fight IQ? Like, once she can't wrestle – she just kind of freaks out.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I think I don't think her striking is good enough. You know, yeah. she tries to take it to the ground immediately, which is her game. But it seems like when she uh, gets underneath somebody, she's not really able to uh, get out of it. Yeah, you know, and and that it's happened before.
1: So, do you think she needs to change training so that? I mean,
0: she's not changing to
1: help her get in on the takedowns or if you're going to potentially pull guard on people, you need to know what to do on the bottom. No,
0: no, no. She's trained with Dean Thomas for 10 years. She's not going anywhere. They live across the street.
1: So she's just going to stay being a wrestler. So she's just fine with never getting higher up in the ring. I
0: think she needs to improve her striking in order to be better. Yeah. But I don't think she wants to do that. I don't think she cares enough. She figures what she does is good enough, but it obviously isn't.
1: Because it'd be one thing if she had, like, something else. If she's going to be a specialist, I feel like she needs another skill to add to it. Where, like, just taking them down, I feel like, isn't going to be enough. Like, if she's trying to go the Damian Meyer route, then she needs to be good off
0: well, of <laughs> I don't know.
1: Anyway, saying, the easiest thing would be to be better at striking. Then you can actually get your takedowns.
0: Exactly. That's what good striking leads to. Okay. We have the final show of the year uh, this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's two uh, women's fights on the show. I can't remember what they at the moment. <laughs> Hold on a second here. Let me see if I can figure that out. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on here! Oh,
1: there we go. Oh, the one with Juliana Pena and Sarah McMahon.
0: No, that's
1: next month.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So we have. Oh, I guess it is next month. Okay. We'll show you what
1: wasn't I that know. the last, wasn't that Thompson won the last UFC fight of the year?
0: Yeah, it was actually. I forgot. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking of something else. Right, no big deal. No big deal. Anyway. All right. Enough of that. Okay. So let's uh, go to uh, the show. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it was on Saturday. So you went to the show, right? Yes, I did. So how did that go?
1: It was good. Um, it was at uh, Shinkuba. It was at a uh, back in Shinjuku at the place they always go to, Shinjuku Face. Yeah. And it seems like Corona has become strangely normal. So it was 50% capacity. Huh. All the seconds were wearing face shields and masks. There was uh, alcohol for the hands and things like that. But I mean, there's a lot of people there. I think it was probably sold out. And just a ton of young fighters on the card. It's kind of fun to watch. Was it about
0: 300 there?
1: Because of the 50%, I'd say there's probably like close to 100 people.
0: Oh, okay. But All right. So, so, the main event, what was it for? It was a microwave fight, right?
1: Well, it was two microwaves. It, it was a, it was a, it, the microwave champion was fighting an at atom weight because. Deep Jewels is doing a big atom weight tournament next year. Yeah. And so this match was kind of a preview for that. But I don't know what your feeling is, but I always, my feeling is always if you're comfortably in a weight class, you shouldn't move up a weight
0: class. And uh, so it sounds to me like this fight was a little weird. So who, who's, who are the two fighters? One of them is uh,
1: that's uh, a, a Korean. So there's a girlfriend. From- there's a girl from Korea named Siwoo Park. She is one of Ham Sohee's training partners.
0: Yeah, I know. They call they people get they do this in Japan all the time when they have somebody they train together. They call right. her they call her Ham Sohee's little sister. But they're not. Right?
1: No, 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 they're not sister. But um, uh, she's also dating a Japanese fighter, which is how she was able to get around the quarantine because oh, she's okay. just staying with him. And so. so
0: I, I can't remember the opponent's name. What was her name again?
1: So it's the champion's name is Saori Oshima. Oh, yeah. She, she trains at AACC, and she's a judo fighter. Yeah. She's been doing judo since she was three. But the problem was, is like as soon as they stepped in the ring, it was like, oh, wow, she's way littler than Park. And Park... So- being-
0: So she won the fight, but she lost a point in round two because of uh,
1: strikes, strikes,
0: strikes in the head, back of the yeah, head.
1: Park, um, essentially, it was a very awkward fight where Oshima was just constantly going for takedowns with no striking to set it up. And Park was trying to time a knee to hit her as she came in. And I think she hit her when she was already on the ground. And so she had a yellow card, which took a point away, which led to two of the judges actually ruling the fight a draw but since so many of their fights are two round fights they now have a must win draw thing going on and so they ruled it for part with one judge also saying she just won the fight
0: she actually did win the fight she,
1: she did actually a majority draw right and um, she's going to stay in japan so going back to korea because they want her to be on the march and the may cards
0: so they're doing it they're doing a turn that she's going to be the turn
1: she is the winner of this essentially got into the tournament. And so she's in the tournament to crown the new Adam Waite champion. Now that sounds like
0: Oshima is a little too small for
1: Adam Yeah, she was like a I mean, I don't even know she cuts weight to make a hundred pounds. And so she was way too small to be an Adam Wade.
0: So I understand the disseminate event, Mickey McCono
1: got a real weight. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Her opponent was kind of a nobody coming into this in the MMA world. And she was like, I think she's like 22 or 23 years old. But it turns out she's quite the skilled grappler who's been all over the grappling scene. And she What's her name? Her, her name is uh, Seika Izawa. And she's been wrestling and doing judo and sumo since she was a child. And she's won like a uh, nationwide wrestling and judo competitions.
0: So what happened
1: here? So what happened is, I'm sure as you can probably imagine, when two judo go against each other, they start punching each other. And Mickey just didn't move forward with her punches. She kind of let stand in her stance and throw punches, which allowed Seiko to easily move away from them. And uh, Seiko was able to land a pretty good jab and actually used a double leg to take Mickey down, I think, each round. Mickey was able to get back up, but Seiko was always the one being the aggressor. She was always the one striking and and the only one that got any takedowns. And as a result of the win, she's going to get an immediate rematch with Mickey this time for the title. So I'd expect that to be in March.
0: And that's at what?
1: That's at uh, weight, right? Yes, it is. 105 pounds.
0: Okay. The other thing on this was the uh, professional MMA debut of Kate Lotus. Yeah. Who is some sort of, what does she do? shes
1: I would describe her as kind of like a Japanese idol slash model figure.
0: Okay, so she won the fight. Now, I know she lost an amateur fight a couple of months ago, right? She did. So, so what, what's the story here?
1: Well, she's cute, and she's an idol, kind so,
0: of. No kidding.
1: So, so, so what, this is what, si-
0: well, this is what Shagarin is always at. Yep. You know, oh. and, and, and he tried to do that with, uh, with his, Kalimura, but she couldn't fight worth a shit. Right.
1: Right. Well, the issue, I mean, you can just tell where his priorities are because we were only allowed to talk to three fighters after the fights and those were and Kate Lotus, Kate Lotus was one of them. And like in no other promotion would a one and an OB fighter be one of the ones that's essentially the co-main event and getting all of the media attention. Yeah. And they, her opponent is just, her opponent's a kickboxer who notably beat King Reyna in a kickboxing match recently, but has no grappling. What weight class is
0: What weight class all. is this at?
1: This was at flyweight. Oh, okay. But the opponent so had no ground good? game at all. It was like watching uh, when Elie Malay fought the soccer mom. <sighs>
0: So they deliberately put her against somebody who wasn't any good.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, her opponent's 0 and 2 in MMA.
0: So, so she shouldn't team. be fighting MMA, right? Well, that's no, no. typical Seiki. Yeah, she's a kickboxer. It's typical Seiki. Yeah. So is this girl any good or what?
1: I mean, it's hard to tell just because what I noticed was when the kickboxer punched her, she immediately backed up shook her head and went for a takedown, So I don't think she likes getting hit necessarily. And there's not a lot of flyweights in Japan, so I don't expect, I don't know how far to see her go. And she's not in Tokyo. She's, I think, in Kobe. So I don't know what kind of sparring or training partners she has down there. I can't imagine anything of high quality.
0: She has to move to Tokyo if she wants to be a fighter.
1: Yeah, or move a little farther south and train with Megumi Fuji, but... I guess,
0: yeah. All right. Anything else notable at this show?
1: All right. So there's two other. Uh, well, for, speaking of Migumi Fuji, she two of her students were there. They're both in yeah, high I school, know. and they both look pretty good for high school students. So that was interesting. But the one other fight I would like to talk about was actually the very opening amateur fight between Edu Takebayashi and Saki. And okay. Eru, Edo Takabayashi is a 17-year-old high school student. And the fight, she was very aggressive. She looked very good on the feet. And she was also pretty good on the ground. And the reason I bring it up is because she must have impressed somebody because she is now fighting on the New Year's Eve rising card for her pro debut.
0: Yeah, I saw that this morning.
1: Now, the story behind that, the rumor is Rena was offered, they wanted Rena to be on the New Year's Eve card. So that they, they're trying to get as good of Fuji TV ratings as possible. But the problem was, is they wanted Rena to fight this fighter named Sakura, who is also only 17. And Rena was like, why would I fight a 17-year-old? I'm only going to fight two more times. Why am I going to waste one of those on a 17-year-old? That's not a real fight. And so they couldn't find anyone for Rena to fight. So what ended up happening is they kept... Sakura on the card and now they're team marrying her up with this Ed Takayabashi
0: well Saka Gabara said he couldn't bring in a foreigner to fight Rena is that, uh,
1: what's that he said that but it's just not true because they're bringing in like three foreigners for the card the issue is finding a foreigner that can um do the two-week quarantine uh And it's a little late for that. Because, I mean, Yamamoto Miyu isn't a Japanese citizen.
0: I know. She lives in Canada.
1: Yeah, so she's coming. Her husband is coming. He's not Japanese. And I think there's like Thai guy coming as well.
0: Okay, well, now that we're talking about that, let's talk about the Ryzen show. Okay, yeah. Coming up. Uh, The big match, I suppose, is Ayaka Hamasaki. Defending the uh, uh, rising super heavyweight championship against Yama Bono, who yeah. I don't think
1: should be a fighter. Well, it's just an issue of um, finding someone old. for the fight that can do it. And Yamato Miyu has got a big name because of her brother. And yeah, but I mean, she's she she shouldn't. She's too old. I agree, but the one interesting thing is. I am kind of interested to see how Ayaka can do off of her back. I've never really seen a fight where someone puts her on her back. And at least early in the fight, I expect Miyu to get a takedown. So I'm kind of interested to see what happens there. Uh, There's no
0: way she she could beat uh, Ayaka. No way.
1: Yeah, it's it's, me. Obviously, Ayaka should be favored to win. I think Miyu does have some power in her punch, but the problem with Miyu is she gets tired so quickly. I mean, that's to be because expected. she's that's old. That's that's to be expected. I think she's like over forty-five
0: now. Yeah, and so people look at her like, and say she, they people look at her and they can't believe how old she does look. She's got
1: about like one under. good round in her, and then she'll just fall apart and get exhausted. I mean, in the Ham Sohi fight, she just kinda of laid there and got punched before it got stopped because she was so tired.
0: So yeah.
1: the stamina I think so the, you know,
0: the, 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 when I saw that what they were doing with that, it just I'm not interested in seeing the fight. Um, I think it's also
1: they're just trying this entire card just reeks to me of trying to get good TV ratings because they need Fuji Television to stay alive. And so putting a Yamamoto name on there will just help reach casuals and get the ratings up.
0: Okay, what else is on this show that's of interest?
1: Well, Kana Asakura is fighting Ai Shimizu. What so is, is Ai Shimizu any good? Um, she's a wrestler from Crazy B. Um, she's a pretty good wrestler, but she who did she beat? She beat some foreign fighter in her last fight. At the bellator thing who was that no oh. but asakura kana should win this she beat andy win last
0: year Oh. but i think kana, kana to the, me the kana, kana asakura to me the big problem with her she really needs to work on the fight
1: yeah which and after this fight she's expressed interest in fighting abroad as well i think so you might see her go train in the u.s when that option becomes available to her again. Has she
0: done that all- hasn't she done that already?
1: Yeah, she's uh, essentially... Rising pays for some of their fighters to go train in the U.S., and they paid for her, King Reina, and Kanako Murata to, to train in California with uh, at the 10th Planet. So you yeah, trained uh, with uh, Lee and them over there as well?
0: Yeah, I know. I know who it is. Believe- Trust me, I know who they are. Yeah, yeah. No, I was <laughs> just saying for your listeners. Yeah. but Kanako uh, uh, Murata is training now with uh, Kieran Fitzgibbon. I'm sorry? At, uh, she trains now when she's in California with Kieran Fitzgibbon at CES.
1: Yeah, that, that's a or smart CSA. move because I, didn't, I never understood why she went to 10th Planet, just because she already knows how to grapple. So going to a predominantly kickboxing gym seemed like the smarter move. Okay.
0: So those are the two uh, uh, main, those are the two matches that are on the uh, uh, yep, New Jersey Verizon show, right?
1: Right. And then... Um, or there's then three, we, actually. We already talked about there's, the first one, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about is that Kana Watanabe signed with Bellator recently. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think she's experienced
1: enough. Well, her prop. okay, um, I listened to your last podcast. I kind of agreed with some of what you were saying. Um, she's very athletic. There's she, no question. She's very physically strong, and she's a good judo fighter. Her striking is just crap, and more importantly, her striking defense is also terrible. In her last Bellator fight, the first one in Japan, she got hit a lot. She has, like, no head movement. So I think she needs to do something with her. She was like kind of stiff, it looked like. So she needs to do something with her striking. At least to have a defense. But I also think that the this Bellator division is kind of has a lot of fighters that shouldn't be like top caliber fighters there. Well, she is. Deep. She looks good. Oh, but if she can get her, if she can get some strike, she has power. I mean, she knocked out Sugiyama with one punch, but. Like
0: like that's something.
1: I know but it's just uh she needs to learn on work on her striking. The problem is is what I see is she's always with her trainer and all of her social media posts and whenever that I see her out in public she's always with her trainer. So I just don't see her leaving that trainer if that makes sense.
0: It's not even that. She doesn't have to leave. Oh, i was going to ask you another thing about her. Is there contract with her or rising?
1: Um, I don't know. It's probably with her, but to clarify, Murata Kanako's contract is with the UFC directly, but she still is under a rise. So rising has a contract with her and she has a contract with the UFC. The contract is with right. Well, I mean, she gets paid by the UFC, but her manager is the rising guy. So he has to get paid and pay rising back out of that. Yeah, whatever it's the same thing yeah but uh watanabe kana probably did it on her own because it's expressed so much disinterest in fighting in japan because they've been trying i don't know if you've noticed nakai Rin has been like begging on her blog to fight kana watanabe and
0: yeah but, but
1: bringing her was-
0: down bringing her down is just They don't have the money.
1: Well, it's also just, why deal with her manager? That guy's just a pain in the ass that no one, I mean, no one wants to work with him.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's a big problem. I mean, it's too expensive to bring it
1: down anyway. It's it's just not worth the hassle. I mean, her manager is a notorious dick that's terrible to work with, and he constantly drags his feet and complains, and they don't complain about your company in public, so there's no motivation hire
0: All right. So what I said about Kana watanabe is she needs to get the hell out of Japan.
1: Yes yeah, to improve. She needs to train her striking.
0: And you know Murata is back basically going back and forth like after the first like she looked great in the last fight.
1: Right, yeah. Okay. And, no one's really done she, that to so Random Marcos. Well,
0: Rand is not that good, but
1: but also, I mean, no one out wrestled her to that extent before.
0: Well, Kaneko I didn't surprise me. Kaneko is a lot quicker than her, right? And so it didn't didn't surprise me. And also, look, she's training with a real trainer in California. And that's skip it. Right. All right, she goes home to Japan, and then when it's time to fight again, she'll have to camp. In uh, California, right, right, and he's helping her a lot. I think.
1: It'd be interesting to see if Watsonabe Kana is a similar thing because they actually went to the same college, and they yeah. were members of the same judo club. Not not judo. Um, they remember. I think they went to the same college, so it'd be interesting to see if there's a connection there.
0: She's a lot older than. She is, yeah. Okay, because so people don't know this. Monica is like twenty six. Yeah. And uh, Kana Watanabe is um, 32, I think.
1: She's definitely older. And have and, um, they got Murata Kanako like before wrestling took a toll on her body. And Kana probably has some judo injuries from all the years of judo.
0: Well, I mean, listen <laughs> – she looks good. I can see why Bellator would sign her because she won her fight in Bellator. And yeah. she's attractive. I mean that's that is, you know, that's the mo that's the MO of of Coker and Rich Chow. They're always looking for, you know, attractive girls. You know, not all of them work out, but that's what they're looking for. AKA Heather Hardy. <laughs> wow. Well, that was a different story. But they've had other ones like that Russian girl. She's awful.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's just. Not, made such a. The, the Bellator women's it, division, I think, is always. Is the fight going to be exciting? So they only care how good you are. They just care if you can finish someone or get knocked out yourself. And are you attractive?
0: Because I've been asked why Kana Watanabe, you know, why UFC would not be interested in her. Well, and the, I think it's just because she fought for Bellator. And so. You know, she was on their radar, and she's not on the UFC's radar. I don't think she's a good enough fighter to be in the UFC, quite frankly. Plus, the Beltor
1: contract, from what I read, isn't exclusive, so she can still fight for rising and deep when she's back in Japan. well, uh, so. We'll see how
0: that goes. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Okay. So uh, that's about it. Um, I'm going to be uh, obviously UFC has got a bit of a break going on here. Mm-hmm. The next show is January 6th. They're doing three shows that week, but you, the WWE is still going to okay. be doing things. So I'm going to be doing this podcast weekly, okay? And uh, 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 the UFC videos that we the UFC um, fights that we talked about the videos are up on my blog. Yeah, um, that's what uh, I watched them. Good. That's I told you to do that. (laughs) Okay. So, so I want to thank first of all Charlie for appearing on the show and uh, talking about uh, deep jewels. I'm going to have you back on again after the Rising Show. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So uh, again, if you have any questions or comments for my blog or either my podcast, you could leave them at voicemail. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, The Topic in May. Uh, if you want to subscribe to my podcast, you can search podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.